Well, I guess I'd better um, do a musical dance thing for everybody while he's away. Um, da, 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 it's the Ian Buck Show. I'll do some magic tricks. Okay, everybody, I need you to pick a card and uh, look at that card, memorize it. All right, don't show it to me. That's all right. Um, okay, now I need you to uh, to take that card and put it in your right pocket. Now uh, I am going to say the magic words, and uh, and then I will magically find your card. Abracadabra! All right, take the first card in your deck. Is that your card? No. Well, can you check your right pocket? There's your card. Hey, magic! Woo! <laughs> this is 8-Bit, episode 46. It's soft and squishy on Saturday, September 21st, 2013, and now with more gigolo veins. This episode is hosted by Ian Buck and Ian Decker. You want to know what I did with my day today? Sure, why not? I, uh, I went and stripped for a couple of girls today. But did they return the favor? No, no, they, um, they did offer me dinner, though, in exchange. So it was it was a classy strip. Isn't it supposed to be the other way around? You're supposed to get you dinner first, and then the clothes come off. I'm not really particular. <laughs> it's like you're having dessert first. Sure. Well, they're having dessert first, and I'm having real food later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. So a couple of my friends are in uh, the anat or human anatomy class, and they needed a subject to you know find all of these bones and muscles and tendons and veins and everything on and so uh, they texted me and were like Ian can you come over and just take off your clothes for us and I'm like sure why not how far down did you go uh, I stripped to the boxers uh, that's what I okay yeah I mean it's no different than you know how I used to sit around uh, the dorm oh. and yeah Though I usually didn't have girls like poking me in different parts and stroking my muscles and trying to, uh, uh, you know, find count my ribs and stuff, that was new. I don't think I've tried to count anyone's ribs, but oh, I've... also the the best part was when one of them was they they have this sheet of like terms that they're supposed to to be able to identify on a body, and one of them read out <laughs> gigolo vein, and I was like, no, nah, no, I don't have one of those. <laughs> Oh boy, I I don't even know what to say to that. Honestly, <laughs> maybe it's because I'm so tired. I haven't even started drinking yet. So do you? You don't have any friends who are in uh, you know human anatomy classes who you can suggest uh, that they use you as a subject? Not really, no. But I hang out with friends that give me back scratches and other scratches enough that it doesn't matter as much. Well, that's almost as good. <laughs> I bet they don't compliment your sternum, though. <laughs> no. no. They, were, they were really excited that, you know, my, my sternum sticks out so much at, in relation to the rest of my body because it was really easy to identify stuff on my chest. It was hilarious. <laughs> no, don't have that. The only thing that sticks out is these. In some ways, it's kind of disappointing that they were more excited to see me shirtless than uh, my girlfriend is. 
I guess you'll just have to change that, won't you? <laughs> oh, good luck to me. <laughs> good luck. Godspeed, brother. So, uh, as usual, Andrew Bailey gave us some feedback. Um, well, first he, off, I think we should say welcome to 8-Bit, everybody. Oh, sure, yeah, welcome to 8-Bit. <laughs> <laughs> what is this show about, Ian? Um, well, it used to be the Innuendo show, but I'm trying to cut that down, but that's not necessarily working as well as I'd like. <laughs> I'm still going to work on cutting it down. It's not as bad as it has been in the past. you you got to get your gigolo veins in order, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need a drink for this one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So uh, we're just a couple of guys who love talking about video games, and, uh, you know, we put it out on the Internet for everybody else to listen to. Boom, yeah. that's our show. <laughs> that's pretty much it. But we do know that we do have listeners because they give us feedback sometimes. And uh, Andrew Bailey, in response to last weekend's show, uh, he was very, very impressed that Miyagi knew his, uh, his laptop's, like, model number and everything. And he says that uh, the Asus model numbers are completely <coughs> nonsensical, and uh, their product department must just mash numbers and letters together alternately. Andrew also seemed confused about uh, who Miyagi was as opposed to Dominic. By the way, they were the same person. It's just that we called him Miyagi because, yeah, that's his camp name. And then in the intro, we called him Dominic because that's his real name. This is true. And it's the intro, and it's official. Mm -hmm. Ish. Ish. <laughs> I'll be right back. I just realized something. Oh, boy. Thought of something. Well, I guess I'd better um, do a musical dance thing for everybody while he's away. Um, da, 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 it's the Ian Buck Show. I'll do some magic tricks. Okay, everybody, I need you to pick a card and uh, look at that card, memorize it. All right, don't show it to me. That's all right. Um, okay, now... I need you to uh, to take that card and put it in your right pocket. Now uh, I am going to say the magic words and uh, and then I will magically find your card. Abracadabra! All right, take the first card in your deck. Is that your card? No. Yeah. Well, can you check your right pocket? There's your card! Hey, magic! Woo! I give you magic. <laughs> So we're going to make a game out of this. Oh, no. What's what's this? Looks like a shot glass, and it's got hands on it. This, my friend, is a four-ounce shot glass. This is a four-shot shot glass. Okay. I'm not going to do full shots, but... <coughs> Please don't. Hmm. We do have some standards here, I think. You think? Have we kept those? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so now that you're back, I think you have the first headline. I do. Yeah. Perfect. So I think it's time to get this podcast started off right. <laughs> Straight No Chaser, which is also a wonderful jazz tune. <laughs> You'll have to make me listen to it sometime. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, the wonderful, the wonderfully popular MMO um, that I haven't necessarily played as much, but if you guys remember my friend Tyler Johnson, that we also know as Frax, has played quite a bit of this game and introduced me to it, World of Tanks. Um... They like to have tanks from around the world in different nationalities, and they're actually really cool because they're from all from World War II. Um, so it only makes sense that um, now, anyway, they have added Japanese tanks to their lineup. Originally, it had just been American, Russian, British, and French, and now you have fifth. So, and they they also came out with a little uh, video celebrating this release. So go watch that. Um, 
What's the biggest game that came out uh, this week? Well, I think we can all agree that that was Grand Theft Auto V, pretty much, no question about it. Um, and, of course, there's a lot of hype around it. But some people get way too into the hype of getting a new game. So there were three guys in New York who decided that the best way to get their copies of GTA V without having to wait in line was to impersonate cops who were there, you know, running extra security for the mall. Uh, and they actually almost got away with it, but... For you meddling kids. It, but for those meddling undercover cops who are sitting there while you do an illegal turn in front of them, yeah, that happened. Oh, boy. I wish that... I kind of wish that I had done this here. Uh, okay, so... Um, kind of off-subject, kind of not really. Um, just in the subject of waiting for things and purchasing of things. Um, this past week, Gustavus was selling tickets to go and see Wicked up at the Orphan, um, and there's only a limited number of tickets that we have, and they're really cheap. It's 25 bucks per ticket when you buy them through the school. Um, but so they went on sale this Thursday, and even if I had... Uh, so I'm going with my family already. Um, if I wasn't, I still wouldn't have gotten a ticket because people had apparently been camped out there since about 3 in the morning. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And the 50th and final ticket was sold to someone who had been there since 5.30 in the morning. Hell yeah. I'd hate to be the person who waited since 5.31 in the morning and oh, then didn't suck. get a cake ticket. That would suck. Super hot. Super hot. Actually, have you played that? No, I have no idea what you're referencing. We'll talk. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's what we do. Well, do you want me to talk about that right now, or do you want me to go on to the next article, because I can do that too? I don't know. I mean, are we still on topic? <laughs> Not really, but this is <laughs> video game related. <laughs> what is it? Um, so one of the games that actually just recently went through Steam Green like, um, is called Superhot, and it's a first-person shooter that has a really interesting sense of time, um, in that time only moves when you do. So think... Um, oh, there were a few levels of Braid that were like that. Yeah, um, but think Braid uh, mixed with 3D shooter. Hmm. Um, and so it's you only have a certain number of bullets, and you have to go and get... Um, a new gun every now and then because you run out of bullets and you can't necessarily just reload. It's, it's, it looked to be an interesting game. It was very blocky, so not thoroughly fleshed out in terms of graphics and whatnot. Though it might not necessarily need to be. It might that might just be part of the appeal of the game is having that particular unique art style. Um, but it's actually free to play. The demo that they have is free to play. Um, I can go and find that for you after I do my next. Um, after I do my next next headline so that you guys can go and play that because I'm not sure how long it's going to be up there so take advantage of that go check it out it's a really interesting little game um, and look for a full version coming out to Steam uh, through Greenlight that's pretty awesome I'm watching the video of it right now and man it's like having bullet time on steroids mm -hmm. just yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> they literally say it's like braid with guns <laughs> mm-hmm well, actually, I didn't know that they said that, but yeah, that sort of was kind of going through my head, too. Alright, back to pre-thought headlines. Fear not, fellow PC gamers! Although GTA V was not originally released on the PC, a petition has been gaining increasing popularity in the hopes of bringing GTA V to PC. The petition started last year, and by this time had only about 40,000 votes. That number has increased tremendously over the past year and is now sitting at a comfortable 470,000. Let's hope it goes through. Did you know that there's also a an anti-petition going right now of, like, console gamers saying, we don't want it to go to PC? 
Really? Yeah. <laughs> God damn. Bricks. Bricks. You mean those things you build houses out of? Bricks? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bricks. All those bricks. I thought he went berserk and punched everything. No, those two. I love those ones. <laughs> I bet Andrew Bailey is going to uh, comment, Hey, I know, Brick. I've been playing Borderlands. <laughs> Shh. You told him where the reference was from. That's nice <laughs> You're not allowed to do that. Come take it, Buck. This is why we can't have nice things. Right. Oh, hey, look. The next one's mine, too. The acclaimed MMO, Warhammer, Age of Reckoning, is going to be shutting its doors for good after five years of up and running. Um, the shutdown is scheduled to take place on December 18th of this year. So, all you subscribers, get in your final few kicks while you can. Did you ever play that? No, but I'm a big fan of MMOs in general for the most part. Um, I don't Speaking like of which, I mean, we need to uh, play some RuneScape again. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, we'll make it. Oh, god God dang it. Make a game out of it every time you die. No, no. Alright, I'm sticking with level 2 rats for the entire game then. <laughs> no, you don't have to have any. Oh, so I you're... For you. you're gonna, okay, you're gonna drink twice as much if... if okay, great. That doesn't mean die on purpose. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think, I think it really does, actually. No! I'll make frequent trips to the bank and make sure that I don't lose anything. <laughs> you have to be sips then, as opposed to full shots. Oh, that's maybe right. I'll maybe I'll just make my character in game drink for me. <laughs> <laughs> Something. Speaking of which, I'm a little late on this one, so. So, do you remember when we uh, talked about that new Riddick game that's in the works? Yep. Well, it's actually coming out a lot sooner than I was expecting. It's coming out on September 20th, <laughs> and it's coming out on a different platform than I was expecting. It's coming out on iOS. Uh, it's called Riddick: The Merc Files, and it will be a top-down stealth-focused game. With some action thrown into it. Hmm. Love stealth games. I haven't tried any top-down stealth games, though, so that'll be interesting. Well, you're the only one here who has an iOS device. Oh. I'm not sure if it'll be on... Because you have, like, what, the first or second gen iPod or something? Mm-hmm. Does it have a camera facing towards you yes. right now? Okay, then it's not first gen. No. That's fourth? Okay. Thank you, Studio Guy. Thank you, Studio Guy. For doing our uh, research for us. Thank you, Ghost. Love <laughs> That's not what this one is. All right. So, should I take it at the beginning or at the, afterwards? Uh, afterwards, because then I'll be talking. <laughs> all right. The sequel to the granddaddy of all MOBAs is getting transformed from head to foot by means of the all-character models getting refitted with a skin to make them all look like cake. <laughs> Actually, that's a lie, but you know oh. it isn't. GLaDOS oh, has recently been announced as a possible option to have as the in-game announcer. Um, it's actually of a portal pack that you have to buy, so you can get not only um, GLaDOS as the announcer, but you can also get skins for your wards that make them look portal-related. I'm not exactly sure what they are. Um, I'd have to go look that up. But um, this isn't actually the first time that this has happened. Um, you can actually go and purchase other announcer uh, na- or voices um, from other video games, including Bastion, which I kind of really want because, oh my god, that voice. Yeah. <laughs> um, Half-Life 2, Dr. Steiner from Half-Life 2. That that sounds hilarious. And Defense Grid. So. Yeah, so did you come up with that cake joke by yourself? Because you actually got me with it. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yes. <sighs> I did this all in like... The half hour before we started meeting for this show. Yeah, I know. You you really like cutting it close, don't you? Yeah. 
And the Master of Procrastination. <laughs> so, um, list, in fact, I just haven't gone and picked it up yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how to segue into the next one. <laughs> and now it's time to get this podcast started off right. <laughs> So we're uh, we're coming up pretty soon on the uh, next console generation being released, and uh, so there's a fair number of games that are also being released uh, in the next couple of months that are going to be on both the current generation of consoles and the next generation of consoles. So which version do you buy? Well, Sony's trying to make this decision easier for gamers by offering certain PS4 games for $10 to people who bought the game on PS3 first. And, um, I mean, that that's a good step in the right direction, but in my perfect world, you know, if I buy a game, then it'll be available to me on all of the platforms that I have. You think. Yeah. You like, but no. And it works sometimes. Like, uh, you know, when I buy a game on Steam, if I ever go over to Linux or to Mac, then, you know, I'll have any of the games that are available on those platforms, on, on those platforms. Um... Also, you know, if I buy any games that are on both uh, PC and on Android through, you know, the Humble Sales, I have it on both of those platforms. Um, so I'm good on that front. I don't see why everybody else can't get with the times. Because that would make sense. Yeah. Wouldn't get them a profit. It wouldn't. Make up a profit because money makes the world go round, sadly. It's a good thing that, you know, Valve is the kind of company that doesn't need to worry about money anymore. Yeah. So yes. they can just be nice to us. Mm-hmm. We love you, Beth. We love you, Gavin. Hearts. Hearts. Oh, it's so pretty. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna send them a note. Big thank you. All covered in sparkles. It's gonna be. It's gonna have a a, a companion cube drawn on it. I'm sure he's never gotten that one before. In pink and purple. Oh. <laughs> and baby blue in the background. Oh, can't forget those little details like that. <laughs> you do that way too well. <laughs> Alright, so, it's time to get this podcast started off right, um, by announcing the winners to the Oculus Rift VR Jam. If you remember, we talked about this a little bit last week, there was a bunch of um, people who were gathered around, or at least the challenge was issued out, to make games specifically for the Oculus Rift. Um, and it had been, the, li- the list had been shortened down to a bunch of finalists, and so the winners have been finally announced. Um, so... I'm not sure how you pronounce this. It's, it's actually I E S S. It's actually pronounced C S, which is hilarious because I mean C S is the uh, the acronym for computer science. <laughs> so C S, the brainchild of E McNeil, won the Open Call Grand Prize and a game called Virtual Internet Hacker. Oh, so original. Um, won the Indiecade Select Developers Grand Prize. Each winner will be taking home a nice $10,000 prize. And you know what's funny is that both of them actually have to do with internet hacking mm-hmm. <laughs> in the game. And I'm not sure what it is about the Oculus Rift that made both of those guys think about hacking networks, but apparently... who knows? Cyberspace. Yeah. Remember that show that we... It looks better in 3D... Remember that show that you used to watch when we were, or that we used to watch? It used to be on like TPT2 or something like that. With that bird thing that talked to them? Yeah. Yeah. And the the hacker, which was voiced by Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> Obsessions with that. And then, of course, there's all there. There was that um, uh, Scooby Doo episode where they went into cyberspace. <laughs> 
So speaking of Valve, uh, they just put up a teaser site that says the Steam universe is expanding in 2014, and it has a countdown until noon on Monday. So we know these are the things that we do know for sure. We know that they will be making three different announcements next week, and uh, there's like three different symbols on the on the site um, corresponding to those three announcements, presumably. Um, we know that the site talks a lot about the living room and you know about big picture mode, which they came out with last year. So based off of that, we are betting that Valve is going to be announcing. Um, something about the you know a Linux-based gaming box for your living room, and um, I believe that Valve has said that they want the community to help them design this product. So who kn- so yeah, that's probably what's coming on Monday. I don't really know what the other two announcements are going to be about, but I'm stoked. This is why I like Valve. Yeah, including everybody. <laughs> All right. So this could be taken as either really cool or really scary. Sony Online Entertainment, in an effort to cut back on the shittiness of the heart of the internet, has announced that they will be cracking down on players in a way that has not yet been seen before. They'll be monitoring your actions outside of the game. That's right. If you go and abuse someone on Facebook or on Twitter or other social um, networking sites, you will be looking down the business end of the banhammer. As good as it is to remove toxic players, I'm a little skeptical of giving the company access to my personal information, my personal accounts. Well, I mean, if it's Twitter, you can't do anything about them having access to it because it's Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. Um, so that's why we're always nice to each other on this show, right? Because, you know, we don't want to get banned from anything. Me? Nice. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, man. What the heck you're talking about there, bro? All right. Oh, this one's a double. Double whammy. Double shot. <laughs> oh, no. I think this will probably... This will be number four or five. I don't know. Oh, boy. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Um, so, Team Fortress 2, as silly as ever, is now taking submissions for content for their 2013 Halloween event. If any of you listeners have the ability to produce something for it, I'd say do it, as you will also be making a profit as your item will be sold in the store. And I love it. I love it how Va- uh, Gabe Newell has said, you know, well, the only people that we really don't want to compete against is our customers because or our users because they have been, you know, been making way more items than we have and been making more money off of their items than we have, uh, you know, in TF2 alone. And uh, <laughs> if we try to compete with them, well, we're screwed. Yeah. So I actually can I read you guys the blog post um, that's on the Team Fortress website itself. Um, sure. Because uh, the place where I got where I heard about this was saying that it went off on a bunch of silly tangents, so I'm kind of curious as to what it says. All right. It's just over a month until the scariest day of the year, but you'd never know it by looking at the TF2 workshop. No. Suddenly everybody's too cool to be scared of Halloween that they're scared of. Um, to be so scared of Halloween that they're even scared of it 42 days before it happens. Well... Gather around the campfire and let us tell you a story about somebody else who thought he wasn't scared of Halloween just because it wasn't anywhere close to being Halloween. He was at his wife's office building for a Christmas party, and he thought he was in the clear, because that's like ten months away from Halloween, right? Wrong. A whole team of ghosts took over the Christmas party, and he was caught so unprepared by how incredibly scary they were that his shoes flew off and he hid in an elevator shaft so the ghosts couldn't scare him anymore. But it turned out the ghosts were just after money. 
That man was Bruce Willis in the Haunted House classic Die Hard, and it should teach you a valuable lesson by showing a little <laughs> advanced respect for Halloween. And you can show that respect by designing and uploading scary workshop items for this year's upcoming Halloween event. We're only going to ship items marked with a Halloween 2013 tag. So remember to tag your holiday-themed items when you submit them. You can re-upload all the Halloween items that weren't accepted last time and mark them with the Halloween th 2013 tag for reconsideration. Also, remember that anything you submit with this tag will be restricted to Halloween and full moons. And because it's restricted to Halloween and full moons, get creative. The tonal restrictions we normally ask our workshoppers to observe with TF2 items don't really apply to a holiday where wizards and bomb books regularly attack from glowing skull islands. So if there's anything crazy you've been itching to make, now's the time. Lastly, don't forget to use the in-game tool, because we don't care how scary your items are. If they're not Gold Star certified, they'd be the wrong kind of scary. Like the difference between being scared by a wolfman and being scared by a wolfman getting hit by a car while jaywalking across the street across the street to scare you. <laughs> so if they're if, the, that, if they're getting rid of the uh, you know like restrictions or whatever, does that mean that we can you know take the uh, the demo man's sword and make it into a giant purple dildo? Want? Because <laughs> that would be scary. <laughs> Only if you're afraid of phallic objects. <laughs> oh, I am. It will make you afraid? I, I just I can't go pee. It's just too much. It will make you afraid. <laughs> oh man. Oh, um one last uh, piece of news. Um I was going to, you know, talk to Sam this week, but Sam uh was not feeling well on Thursday, so he actually uh, stood me up for our for our meeting and didn't Aww. tell me that he was sick until I was already there. I, I had been sitting in the cafe for an hour waiting for him by the time he texted me and said, oh, I'm, by the way, I'm sick. I'm not even on campus. Um, but uh, so Nintendo, um, their former CEO who was, I think he, he was their CEO for a good 50 years. Um, he died this week. And uh, there have been a lot of um, memorial things, you know, respects paid uh, on the internet. I, lots of um, tribute videos made with, you know, Nintendo games. And like he, like when I say he was, he was the CEO a long time ago. Like he was the CEO back when they were a card game company before, and he he like supervised their transition into video games. Didn't he? Um, didn't he inherit it from his father? Uh, I don't know. I even I don't even remember what his name was. <laughs> I'm so bad. Hiroshi Yamauchi. There you go. Former Seattle Mariners owner and Nintendo president dies at 85. But yes, sad to see him go. As long as he's not Miyamoto. Miyamoto, by the way, was the guy who came up with Mario Bros., um, Legend of Zelda, all those ideas. He's the he's the pioneer game guy for Nintendo. Yeah. But so unfortunately. This week, uh, I didn't play nearly enough um, Machine for Pigs, Amnesia Machine for Pigs, to do a review. However, I can give you some of my first impressions of it. Um, so let me just open up my little uh, thing of notes. So this uh, this game is uh, set in uh, Victorian London. Uh, it's actually 1899. I think it's like New Year's Eve uh, when the when the game happens. Um, and it's it's actually really 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 creepy because you wake up and you're in this bed and the bed is surrounded by a cage 
And like, so your character's in his own house, but he's in a cage. <laughs> and the notes that you find written to yourself are freaky things like, um, you know, he talks about li- listening to his children playing upstairs in the attic, but the noises don't fill him with, like, joy. They fill him with fear. And I'm just like, why? What's wrong with your children? And then, of course, the first thing that I have to do in the game is go up to the attic <laughs> and find the children. It's like, no. I, I don't want to be there. I don't want to go up there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I actually feel like I learned more about the player character in like the first 30 minutes of this game than I did about Daniel in the first half of uh, the first Amnesia story. <laughs> um, Daniel. The, know one that of the, I, Know that I chose to forget. Oh, golly. And then that's like the only thing that you know about Daniel for, for a, a good chunk of the game, you know? That weird glowing orb thing. Yep. Um, so being that this is not set in a, a big old uh, castle anymore, um, they were able to put in creaking floors, which I didn't think, like, I didn't even notice that that was missing from Amnesia the Dark Descent, but as soon as there were creaking floors, like, all over the place in A Machine for Pigs, I was just like, oh, God, <laughs> make it stop. Um... <laughs> One of the big differences that I've noticed between the games is that uh, you don't run out of juice for your lantern. Ooh. Yeah, and so, like, you don't have to manage uh, your your character's sanity or anything like that. You're just kind of walking around, and the only reason that I can think of to ever turn off your lantern is there's a monster nearby who might, uh, you know, find you if you have lights on. Um, which I'm really scary. Yeah, it... Initially it didn't, but somehow somehow it does manage to be pretty scary. Um, and also, unlike The Dark Descent, almost none of the objects in the world are interactable. Um, and like like most of the drawers and stuff that are in the world kind of have like this visible like lock thing on them. And so I like I learned very very quickly that there's never going to be anything interesting in those you know drawers because there's no way for me to open them at all. Um, and because of that. I've kind of adopted the stance that va- anything in the world that I can interact with that, you know, does have the little hand pop-up, uh, you know, when I hover over it, is like a puzzle element. And so the game mechanics are way, way more obvious, um, which, I mean, at, mm-hmm. like, at one point, it, it kind of makes the puzzles easier to do, but, uh, uh, you know, at the same time, it kind of ruins the immersion in the game. Yeah. It doesn't make it feel as real, it sounds like. And despite all of that, I actually got stuck, like, I think it was like 45 minutes into the game, and I had to look up, like, where the 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 next solution was. Oh, man. So, yeah. But I'm having a good time with it. Good. Hmm. So in the meantime, I think we might try something new. Are we going to do this this weekend? Um, if you need to. I mean, so you've been playing Mirror's Edge, um, and you haven't played enough of that to review it yet either. Um, and I mean, it's been frustrating because the game's been crashing. Or well, it's the game is not very well optimized. Every single time there's a new, I don't know, just a new um, new enemy that appears, mm. it slows down the or it slows down the game's performance significantly to the point where there's five. If there's five, I have enough lag, excuse me, where I can't do anything. Which is really strange, because, like, DICE is traditionally a PC game developer. Yeah. So, I don't know. And, I mean, last time I tried to turn down... Well, okay. 
the first time, I suppose I should say, I tried to turn down the settings so that it wouldn't necessarily do that as much. It caused my entire computer to crash in sort of an interesting way. Um, I had a big black spot on my screen where I couldn't click anything. Was that like like a window that was there that was just yeah. kind of, you know, a black hole window? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. So I ended up having to shut down my computer and restart it before I could actually do anything. So... <gasps> So I have to say, initial impressions, I'm not too impressed. Mm. That being said, um, what we're going to do for this weekend and what I actually am kind of excited for, um, something that we haven't done before is we're going to have an initial thoughts and then review um, for games. So the initial thoughts is going to be for a game called Trying to. I haven't played the first one, um, unfortunately, but the second one, the art style looks absolutely gorgeous. I've been listening to the music a lot because I got it through the Humble Bundle um, and I got the soundtrack through that as well, and it's just been, it's gorgeous. So, first impressions, just from a music standpoint, is good. From an art standpoint, is good. Um, and even then, I haven't even played the game, so I can't tell you about the mechanics. So, I know somebody who um, started playing that on their MacBook Air, and it didn't go so well. Hmm. Or wait, w- was that Trying to, or was that Torchlight 2? It was one of one of those. Hmm. Well, it, I mean, it's a MacBook Air. It's not going to run most games very well. Yeah. All right. So I'm recording the game as well, so if you'd like, um, I will put this uh, through my Google Google account up onto my YouTube channel. Um, uh, my initial first, however long I'm going to do this for, and you can listen to the podcast while we're doing this, and you can see exactly what's going through my head as I'm, head as I'm going through this. So, um... I'm just going to, actually, I'm going to alt-tab out of this really quick. See if I can do a screen share with you guys just for the sake of letting you guys know something that's, something was going on. Uh, nope, it's not letting me, so. Oh, well. Just go ahead and play it and uh, kind of talk us through what's going on. Okay. First thing, I'm going to turn up the volume a little bit. Nah, I'm not going to turn up the volume. We don't want that echo. Not really. That would be What's, bad. As much as I'd like, it's not necessarily good for it. Out of curiosity, why did you take off your headset? I don't know. Maybe you should put that back on? Uh, I suppose. Actually, I think it might have been so that I could just play the stuff through my computer, and then that way you could hear what was going on somewhat. But that's not going to be good for the recording, so let's not do that. Yeah. All right, so now the game's going through the headphones, but the podcast is going through the Just give me a sec. I'll change that into settings. That's bizarre. There we go. I'm not even sure how you get those settings to set up. All right, so starting the game, there's three different things I can do. Easy, medium, or hard. I'll stick with medium, per usual. And then puzzle, hit, play. I can have two minutes, five minutes, or never. Never. Hardcore mode? Hardcore mode? No idea what that is, but no. <laughs> But you know you're not hardcore unless you live hardcore. Exactly. And the legend of the band is way hardcore. Thank you, Jack Black. Can't wait to play Brutal Legend. (laughs) So in the meantime, let's see. Trying to is a side-scroller, typically co-op game, I think. Um, Because it's got several different classes, and they all have different abilities. And I think you're supposed to use them, like, in conjunction with each other to progress through the game. I'm completely going off of memory, just, you know, what I've heard about the game here. 
there's well, we're on the story begins part of it right now. It's le- or it's talking about the three different characters. There's Amadeus the wizard, Pontius the knight, and Zoya the thief. So I'm pretty sure you guys know. I'm just, I'm just gonna go out on a limb here. Uh, the thief is the only girl. Yep. Hmm. Typical. <laughs> well, I mean, they are generally smaller, so they're lighter on their feet and whatnot. Generally. I don't know. I envy sneaky people sometimes. Both girls who were observing my body were jealous of how skinny I was. <laughs> Honestly. They could, they could feel my humorous, and they were like, that's not fair. <laughs> Honestly, if a girl was as skinny as you were, I would be a little bit turned off, because I don't like girls that skinny. <laughs> It'd be unhealthy. Man, that's um, flattering. Thanks, Ian. It's honest. I love you, Buckface, but... <laughs> I guess I'm okay not being physically attractive to you. As long as you like me for my mind. Oh, of course. So, um, right now it has 3D graphics, but I'm moving back and forth in my little hut. I have to play the wizard initially, and oh my, this is gorgeous. Woo! I have a box. Do I have a he box? has a box, everybody! I don't know what the heck I... What? Why do I have a box? <laughs> <laughs> I can summon boxes everywhere. This, <laughs> they're in my way. Man, it sounds like, you know, those those great stories from Skyrim where people just spawn tons of chickens in town or cheese or boxes. So this was definitely made originally probably for Xbox 360. I just got something that says, additional players can join the game by pressing start on their controller. Yeah. <laughs> We both need to get controllers, don't we? Yes. I'm going to ask for some for my birthday. It's not a bad idea. Um, there's a bubble there. I can make a bubble. You're a very powerful wizard, aren't you? No response. Oh, don't squish myself with this boulder. And... <laughs> <laughs> Let me climb on top. Man, you are doing so well at this. <laughs> so are they are they throwing you into puzzles, or are they... Um, did, was the boulder kind of like a scripted event that was there to startle you, or what? No, the boulder was part of a regular... Ooh. It was part of a regular... Um, gosh, I can't think. No, because you're playing a game. And I've had taken a few shots. shots. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking so that, that one or both of those was not such a great idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. All right, so let's see. There's fire here. Can I, right. That's how I make a box. How the hell did I do that before with just pressing a button? <laughs> I can make a box by drawing a square in midair. <laughs> so let's see how big of a box I can make. So this is trying to. Woohoo! I say as I... Wow. So if you're initially forced to play as the wizard um, and other players can already join the game via controllers, can they? would they all be wizards or would it be, you know, they would play as the other characters? I think they'd all have to be as wizards. Huh. I guess I'm not 100% sure, but... Wizards, wizards, wizards! Wizards! Have you found out, like, your character's motivation yet? Or... Nope. <laughs> Come on, giant fungus. You know you want to let me on you. <laughs> yep, that's the right kind of uh, pickup line for to say to a big fungus. 
Oh my. Oh, there we go. Ha ha. Victory is mine. <laughs> You'll see everything when I give you the video to look at. So a giant oh, fungus there. was your latest conquest. Yes, well, I mean, it's squishy and it's soft, so... Oh, God, there's something floating towards me. <laughs> and, oh, it looks like there's the knife. Hmm. So apparently this guy's a family guy. He has children waiting for him back home, and that's why he doesn't want to go... go with the fat guy that was just dropped out of the floating goblet-looking thingy. Uh, wait, which one of you is the fat one, and which one of you is the family guy? Pontius the Knight. Oh! And he's the fat guy? No. Oh, yes. Pontius is the fat guy. Okay. And the wizard is the family guy. Yes. Okay. Pontius does kind of sound like a fat guy name. There's a chicken! <laughs> Can you pick it up? Uh, I'm trying to hit it with my sword, but it's not letting me. Pick it up! Pick it up! Trying! As we all know, the best games are chicken-carrying simulators. I can't get this chicken! It's, it's getting annoying. Such as Crisis and uh, several of, of the Legend of Zelda games. <laughs> plants. Death to the plants. I shall cleave through thee! <laughs> Alright, everybody. So that's our first impressions of trying to... <laughs> Ooh! Uh, there's a pumpkin I get to bounce on. It's like jumping on a fat man's belly. You know, this kind of sounds like uh, one of those scenes from Conker's Bad Fur Day, except <laughs> yeah. that that was a sunflower and she had very large breasts. Yes. <laughs> um, so join us next week for, hopefully, for our reviews of Trine 2 and uh, Amnesia, A Machine for Pigs. Um, a couple of, well, one special, or one new release, uh, Mech Warrior Online, officially released after almost a year of open beta. Um, so I, I guess that's technically a launch, but I mean, really, you could have played it at any point uh, during the last year. Um, so this is Ian Buck, signing off. I'm Ian Becker. Have a good week. See you guys. I have a hand. Alright. So So what what's their radio show about, Ian? Tech news. Uh, he doesn't okay, he took off his thingies. Yeah, he did that before the show even started. I I'm talking about his headphones. I know. Not even that. <laughs> I did what? What? Wait, can you hear us? Hey! <laughs> so it just, keeps, it just keeps spinning. It doesn't do anything. Does it? Does the touchpad not have a GPS? I don't think so. You guys. Well, that is terrible. Wait, are you through the speakers now? Ian? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm through the speakers. <laughs> okay. So you can't hear us? No. <laughs> yes, I can hear you. Why do you look so confused? Because there was a delay between what you were saying yes. and the video. Yes, there is a delay. A horrible delay. What are you talking about? I don't detect a delay. No, no, no. no. He, Ian Decker is the one causing the delay here. <laughs> we're good now, but... <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to need some whiskey if you guys are going to keep on doing this sort of shit to me. <laughs> talking about? I didn't do anything. Get in the show notes. I don't think I'm going to truncate this part of the fringe.
Those, those silences were really great. It really makes it different. All right, we're putting out of trying to. That's what we got for you guys today. What? We already entered the show, Ian. I know. <laughs> okay. Who were you talking to? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Did, is, is it recording your voice? I have no idea. Actually, come to, come to think of it, is it recording your system audio, like all of it? Will they get my voice in there and not yours? Oh my gosh. I don't or know, does I'm, it just... the... <laughs> I'm supposed to be playing the playback right now. <laughs> this is a great experiment.